this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, July 21st. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for the cute little routine that Ellie and I have at night, except it's only a matter of time before I fall asleep in her room. Because she asked you to lay down and tell her a story? Well, she asked me to lay down and tell her a story. It started with tell me a story. Now, then it evolved to lay next to the crib mm-hmm. to tell me the story. Mm-hmm. Like she wants me to lay on the ground next to her crib. And then about two nights ago, after the story was over, she said, you stay there, Dada, and hold my hand. And so all she wants to do is, so she lies in her crib, and then I have my hand through the little slats, and she holds her, you know. Yeah. And if she, I mean, she has one minute of attention span before she says, Dad, I want to hear another story. But if that one minute ever became three minutes, mm-hmm. I'd 100% fall asleep. And then she'd be waking you up in like five minutes when you started snoring. Maybe, or that might be a noisemaker to her. Mm, I don't know that that's a noisemaker to anyone. Might be. Uh, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our washer and dryer. We have a really good one, and I feel like they're hit or miss, you know? How much life do we have left in the washer and dryer, if being honest? Um, I think a while. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think the- The, the washer especially is getting loud. Okay, it's getting loud, but I think we just need someone to come repair it. I don't mm. think it is broken, um, but I think we can call a repair person to come do it. I mean, my parents have had the same washer and dryer for like 20-something years, and anytime they've had to get it fixed, the person that fixes their washer and dryer is like, never get rid of this. It's so good. They don't make them like this anymore. I know, but I don't feel like we're in that generation. We're not in that generation, but I like ours. I think we just need, it just needs like a little tune-up. Well, tender loving care. Yeah. And I don't even know who you call for that. Do you call a company for that? No, no, no. I don't know. Anyways, we need to do that, but ours is good. But yes, it is definitely very loud and something's definitely wrong with it. On a scale of one to 10, how are you doing? As we do every single Friday. This week, I am a seven. (laughs) Yesterday. seven? Well, Well, (sighs) yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd be like a nine. Well, my little consignment sale thing was definitely a week highlight. That was so fun. But I had a down moment where I cried in my car yesterday and I was just having a morning and then I got a little bit mad at you because you snapped at me and I was just like sitting in the car, like crying my eyes out, which happens. It needs to happen every once in a while. Um, But Ellie, you know, we're doing the potty training thing and she... It was like a, a potty standoff with me this morning. And Jeff and I are really intentional about always following through. Like we don't give empty threats. So she said, you know, I want to go to school and I want my pull up. And, you know, I was like, Ellie, we have to go potty before we go to school. And she just would not go. So I'm texting Jeff and I'm like, what do I do? Cause I want her to know, like, I'll stay here all day. Like battle the stubborn. It's on kid. Like I will out stubborn you any day of the week. Um, but I also didn't want her to miss school. I had stuff going on at work today. I had to go into the office and I just couldn't, I I don't know. So I texted you to see what your big idea was. And Jeff says, okay, well, why don't you walk her into school and take her to the bathroom? And I was like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. So I take her in 
and the look of fear that she had. No. Like, was just so sad. And then she didn't want to go. And then finally I was like, you know what, Ellie, I got to go. Your friends are waiting. Your class is, is waiting. And she loves school. And she looked at me and she said, mama, please don't go. And she was like begging me not to go. Because how cool would it have been to hang out at school all day with mama? Yeah. Um, and then, well, and she looked at me at one point and said, mommy, I want to go home. No. And it just like stabbed me in the heart. And um, yeah, so it was, I got in my car. I called you. I was like, oh my gosh, that was horrible. It made her so upset for me to go in there. And I shouldn't have done that. I feel terrible. Should I have like taken her home? She wanted to go home. I feel so bad. The mom guilt is real. And then you and I started talking about business and- <laughs> you were a little snippy with me. You said, I was asking you questions that are obvious to you, not obvious to me. And you're like, Callie, this is really easy. I don't know why you can't figure this out. And I just, I was like, okay, I gotta go. I'll see you later. And then I just got off the phone and then I cried some more. And that was my morning yesterday. So that's how yesterday started. And it was rough. I would like to thank all the people who have left voicemails who have had a more arduous, challenging I don't even want to say challenging, a more typical potty training journey. Because earlier this week, we got a voicemail from a woman who said, I am so sick of you guys talking about potty training. I don't know what the big deal is. My kids and my grandkids just did it. You guys are making too big of a deal about it. As a matter of fact, it's probably too big of a deal because you are forcing Ellie to do it before she's ready because you want her to go into the next grade. Mm -hmm. And that was the, you, I don't think, you asked me about that yesterday. So you didn't, somebody asked you about it. Yeah, somebody asked me about it yesterday. And and so you obviously didn't hear, but that was, it was much more eloquent eloquent, Mm -hmm. um, and probably a little bit kinder, but that was the paraphrasing. And it got included in the montage because we include good messages and bad messages. We've gotten so many responses from people saying that that woman who left that message needs to understand how lucky she is. Yeah. That potty training was no problem. And also that she has never faced the pressure of having to have your child potty trained for school. Well, and here's a yes, totally lucky. And if you have been listening to this being like, oh my God, like, it was so easy for me or your kid's just not ready or whatever. Like I'm so happy for you. Um, but I do, here's the reason that I feel pressure. Do you feel school pressure? Um, well, I feel pressure because I want her to, cont- she talks so much about this small group of friends. And if she's not potty trained by August, whatever the date is, then she won't be in their class anymore. And that makes me sad because she's so excited about being in their class. She loves being in their class. And she also loves her teacher. So look, it's not the end of the world, but I did notice that all she started in that same class last summer at this time. So she was like 18 months old. So she wasn't super talking. Maybe she definitely wasn't speaking in sentences. And she has grown so much by being around kids her own age. Like it's amazing just in two months at school. She's like coming home and telling us stories and she's got friends and all this stuff. And every kid that's in the class that she's been in all year 
is like 18, is like under the age of two and she's two and a half. So there's a big difference there. Like most of the kids there are really little and they're, they're where she was a year ago. Uh And I don't want her, I want her to keep growing and keep being challenged by her peers. And I think that's part of it. And I got to say, and I'm probably going to get some hate for this. Sometimes you have to shove your kid in the right direction. Well, I don't think we're shoving her. I just, when I talk about her, when we talk about it, to me, it's, I never really processed how weird it is for a kid where all they've ever known is just poop when you got to poop. Two pee years. When you, yeah. Pee when you got to pee. And all of a sudden there's a whole new procedure. Mm-hmm. You have to go into a special room. You have to take down your pants. You have to do your business. You have to clean up. You it have feels to, different because you're not wearing the same thing you've been wearing for two years. And so, so to me, it's just that whole part of it is fascinating. And I think Ellie has caught on to it very quickly. I just don't, I can't imagine there's a situation where a kid wakes up and says, I want to use the toilet now. Yeah. Like, I have like that. If that's the case, good for you. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I think our journey is a little bit more t- typical. Yeah, I think so too. That- and if I, if we really didn't think she was ready or we were pushing her too far, like, we wouldn't be doing this. If I didn't think that she was capable and or ready. Um, but Ellie likes to take her time. It's who she is. She likes to figure things out. She likes to decide and get all the information before she does something. And she likes to feel comfortable. So I don't think that there's ever a point where we would do this, where we wouldn't have some resistance because it's who she is that she wants all the info, you know? Yeah. And she's doing it. And she's, oh my gosh, she's, she's doing so great. She's fine. She. Uh... She had uh, an accident with the sitter the other day, and she is still weirded out about going into the bathroom at, at her school. But at home, yesterday, she left me and said, Daddy, I got to go potty. And by the time I got myself off the couch and around the corner, she was standing up wiping herself off the little portable toilet. Yeah. So by herself. So she's got it. Uh, we're just talking about it because it's, New to us. I it's guess. new to us and it's like consuming so much of our world right now. And I am 1000% not the person whose entire life is wrapped up with something like this. Yeah. Like I have a friend who is very into being a mom and she's so good at it, but she knows everything about everything. And she's done the research and she, you know, like hanging out with her group of friends, they're all talking about things that I have no clue what they're talking about because they're so well-researched and everything, that's just not me. Right. So the fact that this is taking up so much of our life has been kind of a hard thing for me. I'm not used to it. I don't think it comes naturally for me, Uh, but it's consuming our world right now. And I look forward to the days where it's not. Um, Okay. Two things. First of all, are I'm 11 weeks pregnant. I'm a nine. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Thank you for asking. I'm a nine. (laughs) I was a 10 until my wife forgot to ask. I'm sorry. We got so deep down that rabbit hole. Um, Jeff Dollar, on a scale of one to 10, how is your week? I'm a nine. Okay. I'm a nine. Yeah, you've had a good week. Yeah, it was a productive week. It was a good week. You saw T-Bird this week? Saw T-Bird this week. Got to hang out uh, a lot with Ellie. It was, got to hang out a lot with you. 
It's a good week. I'm looking forward to this weekend. We have a birthday party on Sunday. We do. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. Everything's good. Neat. I'm 11 weeks pregnant. And I was saying this trimester has like flown by. So that's pretty nutty. It flew by for you. I, I think it's dragging. Is it dragging because of my attitude or is it dragging? Yes. Okay. Sorry. But also you've been a little bit of a grumple stiltskin, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's totally cool that some nights I'll make an entire pasta with meat sauce dinner only to have you say, once you get a whiff of the meat, I would like waffles. I'm sorry. Um, that I can't help. You can blame your future child. So that's fine. It's all fine. Um, but I think I'm just, uh, I've said this before. I think just the, the very, very first time you got pregnant where the result was a miscarriage, I think I am just really excited to get to the 12-week Point. ultrasound and to yep. hear from the doctor just one more time yep that I mean, everything's okay you're tired enough you're barfy enough it's all happening as it should you have a little bit of a belly i do it's all happening as it should the baby is the size of a brussels sprout according to the app everything's happening as it should but but i think one more ultrasound and i'll and i'll be okay let's do this yeah you'll be excited you'll yeah. be like I went to the consignment sale that I've been talking about because I'm so excited because it's so fun. And it really is one of my favorite things. It's called Raylana's. It's on my Instagram account. And they sell- You're, you're a new convert to consignment, consignment sales. sales. The Because this has been going on for several years. You've known yes. about it several years. Yes. But a year or two ago, I actually encouraged you to go- because it's practically walking distance to oh, our yeah. house. It's so close. It's super convenient. And actually, the first time I went, you bought me tickets. Yeah. Um, Because I kind of knew about it, but didn't really. And you're like, no, go. Here's tickets. Here's the reason I love it for this phase in life. Because when Ellie was a baby, I was like, had all new stuff. And it was great. And she was wearing bibs all the time. So clothes weren't getting destroyed and whatever. Now she goes to school. And whenever I put her in, comes back with paint with dirt from the playground with like school clothes and school shoes just get destroyed. Yeah. Cause kids are very busy and at home we have washable stuff like markers and stuff like that at school. Not always. Yeah. So, and they grow so dang fast. So your clothes are just going in and out all the time. Like we're constantly rotating. She's constantly growing. Something has a stain on it or whatever. Um, so I started going to this consignment sale. I love it. And I had a great time with my neighbor yesterday and she had a great time and I might go back today. Oh, really? Well, I, I neglected the baby stuff. Someone actually thought that I was announcing my, um, that we were, (laughs) people have a lot of guesses on what we're having and we haven't discussed if we're announcing it or not. We know. Well, you will announce it, right? I, I don't know. We haven't talked about it. Yeah. Um, but I was saying on my Instagram how somebody needed to come get this really cute jacket because, you know, it's too small for Ellie. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody <clears throat> needs to get this. And then everyone on my Instagram was like, oh my gosh, that means you're having a boy because you're not buying, you know, future girl clothes or whatever. Um, 
my thing with that and with consignment sales is kids grow so unpredictably. You can't possibly buy more than a season ahead. You know, for Ellie, I don't know what she's going to, what size she's going to be in the spring. No clue. I have no idea. Sometimes she shoots up like weed. Some months she doesn't grow at all. So. But what does that have to do with the jacket for the baby? Well, it was a, everybody was saying that because I didn't get this girl's jacket that was for a two-year-old girl, that meant that we were having a boy. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. I just was not shopping for the baby um, at all. I got the baby nothing, but one of my friends texted me saying that she got her hands on some of our favorite swaddles, the Ollie swaddle. And I realized that in my neglect of baby stuff, because I'm like, well, we have the gear, you know, we have yeah. the toys. We don't need any of that. That I neglected the things like swaddles that we like or more bottles that we love. Or so I didn't even go there. Don't we already own that stuff? We have like one or two swaddles, but we could always use another. Oh. Those are high quality. So I think I skipped a couple sections just thinking, oh, we have all that. So you're going to go back today? I might be going back today. Very cool. We are going to send you into your weekend with a beautiful human alert. This one involves 24-year-old Julian from Boston. Um, Boston. Boston. Um, Julian came across a picture of a 17-year-old cat. The cat has a lot of health issues. It's got cancer. It's got hyperthyroidism. And it's really old, like 17, super old. And she was heartbroken. And somebody put that baby in a shelter. So she went and adopted the 17-year-old cat, senior cat, with all of these special needs. And Jillian or Julian has said that the cat is so happy and she loves older cats and she wants to inspire other people to adopt senior animals because they deserve a great end of life. And you know that I love this because my dream is to have a senior dog farm. Can I tell a story that's so not upsidey, but it, but it, it, it is worthy of discussion. Well, I may be, I mean, we're supposed to be sending people off to the weekend in good spirits. A guy, uh, tried, You're gonna do it anyways. a guy tried to sail across the ocean and his boat got lost, lost for three months. It was just him and his dog for three months floating in the ocean. They caught fish. They ate raw fish. They were able to desalinate, desalinate water to drink. Uh, and they were found, it was an Australian guy found near Mexico by a Mexican shrimping boat. And so they bring him on onto land and they take him to a hospital. They take the dog to the veterinarian. Uh, both the dog and the guy are fine. You know, a little worn yeah. from, from the trip. Uh, guy goes back to Australia without his dog. <gasps> Why? Because Australia has those crazy strict quarantine, quarantine laws. laws. And even though the dog was an Australian citizen, right? When it got on the boat, its port of entry is Mexico. So it would have to be quarantined in Australia for months and then have all these medical tests done. Thousands of dollars that this guy can't afford, right? He's a broke no. surfer dude or whatever. So the captain of the shrimp boat who found him promised to keep the dog and send frequent updates. The dog had to stay in Mexico. Okay, so that's like kind of upside though, because somebody gave it a really good home. Yeah. I think 
I would just live in Mexico from that point Me on. Me too. I don't know if I'd be able to. You, you could go, not leave Sadie behind. There is no not way. Not if we float on the ocean for three months together. Yeah, absolutely not. That's my person. Sadie's your person? Yeah. Once we go through something like that, yes. Forget me and Ellie. Yeah. It's you and Sadie. So anyways, that guy, not a not an upside beautiful human, but somebody else. Well, the guy that adopted it is. I guess. And this Julian is, so Julian, you are our upside beautiful human this week. Thanks for listening to the Upside Podcast. Peace to you. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Marion Kennesaw, and I just paused the start of today's show. I just wanted to thank Callie for being real about her eye doctor experience. It's making me laugh because we've all been there. We've all dealt with people like that. I appreciate you guys being real. I appreciate that you're not toxic positivity, and I do still think you're the upside. Love you guys. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Lisa from Birmingham. I just had to call just to say you guys are doing an amazing job. Um, I started following Jeff when I heard the bird show in Birmingham. Like, God, it, it had to have been over a decade ago and kind of stayed along for your journey. I don't think anybody else takes the time out to really care about what the user, but you're about, you know, your community and even thinking about it as a community. I think you guys spearheaded that. And I've also heard upside being used for other things. And I'm like, if it's not Callie and Jeff, it's not upside. So you guys have branded yourselves uh, in, in a way that I just don't feel like anything can compare to it. You're doing a great job. You guys are doing great with Ellie. Um, I don't see why everyone is so nitpicky about every little thing um, because in the grand scheme of it, the long and the short of it is you guys are fantastic and I feel like you're being very authentic and I appreciate everything you guys do. Hey there, I was calling about the Miranda Lambert stuff you were talking about. Um, I actually have been following it a little bit and if you look on TikTok, there's a video and um, it actually shows it was five women and they had their backs to the stage and they were take they weren't taking selfies, they were taking pictures with flash photography and it was also during a very slow and um serious part of the show so um i know callie working in the music industry will probably agree that that's probably not the time to be taking a photo so thank you so much hey it's been a while but i'm back i went through some job changes and helping my dad toward the last part of his life and things like that, but um, you guys made me laugh today. Even if you feel like you're ranting and you're not being very upsidey, it did uplift me because I know I'm not the only one. As far as the eyeglass person that irritates Callie, I actually got a quote the other day from a guy about taking a tree down, and he made sure that he mentioned that he's an arborist, which, yay, okay, yeah, you're very educated, you're awesome. Um, but, yeah, there were several times during the conversation that he bragged on himself and mentioned, actually he mentioned several things that I already know, but I just let him have his moment, and then I'm just, I'm not going to hire him to take the tree down. So <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. Bye.